and welcome to this, the next episode of the How Long to Beat podcast. As always, it's Rick talking to you with Alex and Paula. Uh, and speaking of the next things, Steam Next Fest has, at the time of recording, just happened. Uh, we played some demos. We're looking forward to telling you all about those. Uh, right after, we tell you what we've been beating, not retiring, and playing. Uh, and then we'll round out the episode as you've all come to know and expect and fervently wait in anticipation of that. How really long to... Oh my God, Rick, you baited me. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that'd happen. Let's try again. How long to beat, How long to beat the, game. the game? We're long overdue somebody jumping early. That is just... <laughs> right? Oh, You're Alex, right there. you finally beat It Takes Two. Tell us all about it. Oh, Throw someone else have a vacuum. Alex... <laughs> 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 well then, how about I jump in first? Because yes. I've completed, finally, Dairoku, Agents of Sakuratani. And so I have to say, this game isn't like the greatest Otome game i played. It is fine. TM. <laughs> and the thing is, is that... I don't know, like... The all the roads are like created evils. So what happened is, is that I play like the three best routes first, and then the other two routes. One was like anticlimactic, like big time, mm-hmm. and the final route, like the what you may call the 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 box boy route, was kind of meh. Like it had like a lot of like bureaucracy stuff and I'm like I'm not here to fill in papers or see like what's the internal like structure of the Ayakashi Mori I'm here to battle some Ayakashi or just like have fun like with the supernaturals in this world so that was kind of a letdown but overall especially with the grand the, the grand finale that made up so much for that kind of lull in the overall narrative of the game because like everyone got to play a part of on it and it was awesome and i got by ayakashi battles and i am happy because of that but yeah overall i'm gonna say if you are like for people who are like more into like slice of life stuff and probably like prefer um a more like actual driven narrative rather than having an overall an overarching story uh, and if you play like probably like the other like character driven games then i would recommend you to pick this one up because i really like the music i really like the overall presentation of it i strangely i like the character portraits more than the like the pretty cgs and pretty scene art but the story is like very hit or miss. It really depends on what the Otome player is looking for in this one. So yeah, that's Dairo Greetings of Sakuratani. Rick, why don't you yeah. tell us about your replay there? Yeah, so um, first of four completions this week is a, a replay of Aviary Attorney, which I was uh, compelled to play both because you two have both played it and also... Um, as the first in, in what has essentially turned into a birds doing jobs triple header. So uh, I've got Chicken Police coming up. I also picked up Kiwi, um, the the Postal Service sort of co-op game. So I've got friends at work sort of joking to me that I just can't get enough of games where I play birds doing random jobs. Um, Aviary Attorney is wonderful. Definitely didn't enjoy it as much the second time around. I think part of that's 
just naturally because I knew where the overarching story was roughly going. But I did still have a great time with it. It is a fun little romp. The writing really does elevate it. I still, on a second pass, was chuckling out loud at uh, some of the interactions with the librarian, for example. It's it's just a really well-written game. And I'll hold some of my thoughts, because I think we're going to be doing a spoil cast on this soon-ish. But needless to say, if, if you like narrative games, if you like humour and good writing, um, this is absolutely well worth checking out. Um, I then played three other games this week. I'm going to stick on the narrative theme. So first I'm going to talk about Erica, which is a weird little sort of interactive movie experiment thing on PS4. So what makes this game unique is that you have a, a paired smartphone app that you can use to control the game. You can do it with like the touchpad on the DualShock 4, but it encourages you to use an app. Um, and it has you doing things like um, rubbing dust off things and uh, turning water spouts and, and using shears to trim plants. It's very sort of peak early smartphone games in the sense that, oh, everything's interactable. I don't know whether it was more or less immersive, but it didn't really help that the story it was telling was kind of rubbish to start with. If you have PS Plus, this is free, or was free at one time. That's how I got it. It's the only reason I bothered to play it. And it is short enough that it was able to hold my attention for the whole first pass. There are multiple endings. I had no compulsion to play it again. I think it the gimmick really is the only thing that shone through in terms of my memory of it. And the gimmick wasn't great to start with, which is always difficult. And the, the, the big takeaway as well, because it's live action for the most part, uh, it was always obvious when it wanted you to do something with your phone because it like cuts away to a, a graphic as such that it can display it without having to like render it in super high definition. Um, generally one to avoid, I think. If you've got it for free, it's worth giving a try maybe, but it's not, it's not very good, um, I didn't think. And another one that wasn't very good, and I, I have to say your opinion on this one has been truly vindicated for me, Alex, 12 minutes. For PC. Okay, I was wondering what you're gonna think. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking stupid story. For right? me. Oh, fucking so it, fucking dumb. <laughs> so for for fear of giving anything away, the thing with the flower and the name. Oh. As soon as he said it, I was like, they're not. And then they did. And then yeah. it does this thing where it sort of tries to hint at what the time mechanic thing is, but I don't think they ever really justified from no. a narrative perspective. Which is the rub. Like, if you're going to go out there and do something like that, you have to give me something to ground that because otherwise it just feels dumb. The whole thing's dumb. The animations are janky. Um, Willem Dafoe's the only person who gives a decent performance. And I don't think that's the actor <laughs> and actress's fault. I think they were hamstrung by being asked to give ac accents that aren't their natives. And in fact, right. Daisy Ridley's. Sorry? No, I said, right? Like, I, I, I just, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, sorry. Daisy <laughs> Ridley's um, dictation coach got a credit, and I don't know why, because they didn't earn it. <laughs> it the game's shit. It, something <sighs> like this lives and dies on its story. And it had a couple of moments in terms of um, tricks. There's, a, there's an electricity-based one that, that was kind of clever. Mm. Um, but it lives and dies on its story, and this is possibly one of the worst stories in any piece of media that I've ever consumed. Uh, and on that basis, hard avoid. 
I'm so glad that you said this. I was like, I was like, I want to make sure I'm not crazy, but I was like, this is bullshit, right? Like, I'm like, all right. Yeah, it's truly bollocks. It's yeah. truly, uh, and it, the only saving grace is an indie. So at least yeah. only a few people had to buy into this shit for it to exist. Like, if, <laughs> if a Ubisoft or an EA came out with this, I'd be truly concerned for like a not insignificant subsection of like the game making population. Uh, it's just yeah. not okay. No, it, um, it is genuinely a like high school or like college play. Like the first time someone writes something, like that's what I got yeah. from it. Like, because and this is why, like, I was thinking I was driving because I had saw you add this to the list, and so I was thinking more about it as I was like doing errands today. And I'm like, I think one one of the reasons too that I was like, I wonder, like, maybe it will resonate more. I don't know. And I was like, because for me, the reason it didn't so much is I was like, I've read this script so many times, and it's like what it does is it it asks zero interesting questions about humanity and instead creates a weird convoluted dumb as shit story that like doesn't resonate at all and is like what's the point like you know what i mean like i'm just like you have all these opportunities to do something interesting here and then you choose this that's what you're going for oh god anyway i'm not gonna ask s- one yeah. question to which the answer is obviously no dumbass yeah <laughs> not an okay thing to do <laughs> It's like so uncontroversial. You're just like, no, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) And the the sad Uh, thing is, right up until that reveal, I could have forgiven all the foibles. I could have forgiven the dodgy animation. I could have forgiven the fact that certain things aren't really signposted very well. I could have forgiven that the interface isn't great, even with a mouse. I could have Mm -hmm. forgiven all of that. But the story is just atrocious. I almost want you to play it now that you've got Game Pass Power, because it is only a few hours long. I, I almost I, want I'm... to play it, but the, you, you guys are scaring me off a bit. <laughs> Do it. Play it. I want to see your reaction. I think it's well worth it. Yeah, like, I, I so badly want to say, like, what the thing is, but I'm also just like, no, like, people just need to, because it's just so... <laughs> oh, Here's it's... the thing. Like, I don't regret experiencing it because it is stupid. Yes. And I feel like I've had enough laughs talking to people just being like, what the fuck was that? That it was worth the time. And I feel like that would definitely ring true for you as well, Tyler. Do you ever think... I just want to see your reaction. Yeah, I also okay, wonder... Okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to yeah. do my best to play it on Game Pass. It's not very long either, so you can get it. And just just do, like, just grab a guide or some shit. Like, don't try to figure it all out yourself. Like, just grab a guide for a couple parts of it. Like, some of it's fun to figure out on your own, but then there's some things that get really convoluted, so, like, just grab a little bit and check it out. I think when I was doing like it, though, I don't think... there's hidden in shadows. Like, yeah. I would never have found that. I had to consult a guide for that. Yeah. I took, I I took a look... It. I also took a look at a guide at one point because I was like, I don't care enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, like yeah. it, it yeah. was. It's not compelling enough to make me actually want to solve all the puzzles. Like, for instance, we'll, we'll talk about the, actually. You know, anyway, when I talk about the room, I'll talk about that's a puzzle game where there's no reason to uh, consult a guide because they have an incredible hint system and it's also like very well structured. But in this mm-hmm. one, it's like I don't give a shit. I don't want to solve any of this. It's dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. If, yeah, Paola, if you beat that game, I would kill to do a spoiler cast on that fucking uh-huh. game. Okay. <laughs> Although I missed here. It would just be 20 minutes we were going, what the fuck? It's like, I know. What I know, the fuck? right? Right? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, sorry. Tell us about Amplitude. What is this? Well, this is an interesting one. So this is the game that Harmonix made before they made Guitar Hero. So way back in... 
like 2001, 2002, for the PlayStation 2, Amplitude was a thing. Um, I only experienced that version of the game by way of a demo disc that had like two of the tracks on it. And the way it works, you have like a, a three-button control for the music, but the music spread across various different tracks. So you have like two drum tracks, two synth tracks, a vocal track, a guitar track. Um, and the goal of the game is essentially to hop from track to track and keep all the sections of the music going. Uh, great in principle, in practice gets a little bit messy. Um, out of nowhere, in like 2011, 2012 maybe, um, a digital-only like reboot pops up on PSN. Um, it dropped like a, a wet fart. No one really paid much attention to it, but it was in one of the final PS Plus drops for PS3. Um, as such, I have it. Uh, and on a whim, I played it. And it's a strange one. I can't really recommend it for a few reasons. One, it's a bit of a fucker to get hold of. Like, you need a PS3 that's connected to PSN. You need it working. Or mm. um, you need to sort of go and jump through the hoops to get one hacked and download it that way. Two, the interface isn't fantastic. Um, there are there are frequently sections that require you essentially to know the note you're going to have to hit on the next track as you're switching to it. Now, in theory, the game highlights the first note on each uh, track, but because of the way the camera moves, it's not always visible to you. So for a game that's about like perfect runs and high scores and things like that, it puts barriers in your way in those senses. There's a power-up system that makes no sense. There's a weird sort of esoteric story about like someone being in a coma and like the power of music is like pulling them out of the coma, which is just like a weird distraction. Um, and the track list is very strange. So it's, there's a very specific subset of people who are big into sort of like drum and bass heavy music, um, a very specific sort of EDM and dance. Um, mm synth led music outside of that niche you're really not very well served um by the music in this game i found maybe two or three tracks i actually liked and even those because of the way that the music is experienced through that system um at any one time there's like three or four um tracks of the mix that are either muted or like mixed way down in it um it's not good for a music game to not really give you a good experience of the music, even when you're doing everything right. Um, no one of those is necessarily a deal breaker, but I think as a package, Amplitude is just a really hard one to recommend to anyone but the most diehard of music fans and, and music game fans. And even then, you're essentially relying on being a sliver of a two-circle Venn diagram where you're mad into those games and you're desperate for something EDM-based with, with that kind of setup. Um, ultimately, I think this is why the game never went anywhere. I don't really think it has an audience, and I think that's a bit of a shame. Um, but it was a nice short playthrough. There's only 15 songs in the campaign, so I beat it like an hour and a half, two hours. Um, mm. One of those songs I found on Spotify, because I really liked it. So every cloud, I guess. But very weird, very niche one. Um it looks a lot like Audio Surf, honestly. Like when I was looking at it, I'm like, oh. I've never played Audio Surf. Well, Audio Surf is this like 2008 
game. I remember getting it and uh, it turned your music into rhythm roller coaster rides, basically. Like you would uh-huh. actually put your music in and you're a little ship and you've got the lanes and you have to like hit over the um, the beats essentially as you're going along. Um, Is like that more it. like Guitar Hero without the guitar where it's like a single lane or... Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, like, there's multiple lanes, and you're you're weaving your ship through. I think the real appeal of it was that it was infinite. Like, you just popped whatever song you had in. Um, obviously, then it's not as you know accurate. It's probably it's pretty simplistic by today's standards, I guess. But it's 2008, right? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I remember playing it at the time, even on my old shitty laptop, and I fucking loved that game. <laughs> I was like, it's great because <laughs> you know nothing at that time really you could input your own shit in and even then when you think about that time frame too like you're still dealing with rock band and like they were just starting to get like actual licensed music in right like i was thinking of guitar hero 2 and stuff where that was all you know uh covers and shit right like we can kind of forget that a lot of guitar heroes were covers of bands right <laughs> not the actual songs um yeah so getting to put your own music in was like a pretty big deal um even yeah anyway even thinking today and stuff like beat saber it's like yeah you've got like a limited track list and anyway licenses are a nightmare <laughs> beat saber is the one skip amplitude yeah basically um tell us about it takes two alex i'm yeah. dying to hear your thoughts on this yeah we beat it um saturday we were just mm-hmm. no when was it no it was during the week uh, sometime during the week whatever uh but yeah we beat it and um it was a great game it's, it's an excellent game like for me this is like a 10 out of 10 game like i think in terms of just like as a game i i do agree with you i do think the ending was a little abrupt <laughs> like it wasn't um unexpected or like not earned it was just kind of you're like oh okay we're done <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um and I, I also kind of understand why that was though and like i do like the overall like message of the game i think is just like it's a really considered message and yeah i'm i'm excited to do the spoiler talk because i i think this is really um it's just it's just such a well crafted game um and the way that it just like takes mechanics and goes like we'll try this and then shoves them aside is great and that's i think that's what i noticed though is that as we got to the very end um it often felt like some things were just kind of variations on things we'd done before, um, which is totally fine. Like Jesus, they had so many goddamn ideas in this game. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean, but then I could feel my steam kind of, I was losing a little bit of steam um, by the end of it. And so once we got like, once we like, I was like, nice. Okay. I feel like I've, I've played this. I feel like I've gotten just the amount that I wanted and like, I'm good to go now. So yeah. And my partner freaking loved it. She, she had a blast with this thing. Like it was just, such a good time, although I will admit, still so bad at the platform. <laughs> yeah, it's that camera. It's honestly, it's the it's the left stick, right stick shit, right? Like mm-hmm. the idea of being able to move your camera as you're moving, man, that is a goddamn skill that takes a long time to get used to. Like, and if you didn't grow up with it, it's full on like pat your head, rub your tummy situation. Yeah, and it's funny because now with yeah. me going back to older games, like. Jorah's mask or something. I'm just like, let me use my fucking camera. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, God damn it! I keep pressing this button to center it, but I also see how I'm like, wow, that's a great, like honestly, wow, what a good camera they made. Because <laughs> like the fact mm. that those cameras mm-hmm. actually work well enough, and then also you can center them, and it still finds a good position for you to like make sure you can see. Like I, that to me is very impressive, and like such a good kind of like jump between but anyway it takes two is 
it, it's such a perfect game. Like I get why this one game of the year it, it is. It's what games I think aspire to be. Um, and like mm. it tells a good story through its gameplay um, that you actually mimic. And like, you know, we had to cooperate and like we definitely got frustrated at times. Like, even when the characters are frustrated. But like, you know, if you have good communication with your partner, you're going to have a great time with this game. If you do not. This game is going to be hell. <laughs> More of a struggle for sure. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> it's a good way to practice your own. I also think Dr. Hakim is hilarious. Like, just great. Like, what? There's like one line where he's like, <laughs> she's like, this is blackmail. No, this is therapy. And I was like, yeah. oh, suck. I'm like, oh, it's so good. So goddamn good. Um, but yeah, I also, anyway, we'll talk more in the spoiler cast because there's lots I want to talk about, but they kind of touch on um, spoilers within the game. And honestly, I, I don't think the story in this game is such a thing that's spoiled. It's more the set pieces and the mechanics that I think are actually what is kind of magical about the game and what I think you should really keep like kind of hidden. Because like, honestly, as we were playing it, we we're like, well, we kind of know where this is going. Like, I mean, come on. It's not, it's not like, it's fairly obvious where the story's going, um, but it's you not have a mystery. No idea. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. a mystery, and it's not trying to be. But you don't know how you're going to get there, and that's what's really exciting. Is like the new mechanics that you're going to pick up and the new things that you'll be doing uh, along the way. That's the shit. That's like, oh yeah, you don't want to spoil that for yourself because it's really, really, it's just exciting because you're like, what's next? What's next? Right? Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's it. Takes two. I also beat the room on Android. Uh, that's just really fun. What a great hint system it has too, actually. Like, I like how they, the way they work with their hint system is that they spread it out. So you don't like, when you finish a puzzle, it's not just like, here's your hint right away. It's like, just take a minute, bro. Look around, figure it out. And then after a little bit of time, the kind of like, there'll be like a little thing at the top. And it's like, here's, here's a clue. Okay. Use that clue. Try to figure it out. Okay. And here's another one. You know what I mean? Like they space it out in like a really like chill way. And I didn't have to use it too much. There were a few times though, where even on a phone, you're occasionally, it's like, what am I looking for? And like zooming in. I'm like, oh, where the oh there it is. Um, <clears throat> which my phone's giant. So if you have a tiny phone, it'll probably be harder, but, um, yeah, it's just fun. It, it, there's not really a story. I mean, there is is there <laughs> it's like it's, it's like, like serviceable it but it's not what you're there for yes exactly yeah. it's it's yes. fun and interesting but you're there for this crazy cool contraption that you're unraveling and doing weird fun puzzles with like that's what you're there for and the puzzles are cool and like man the epilogue's like a whole other chapter basically um mm. it's only like two or some hours and i actually recommend playing it on mobile because it's the cheapest place to get it like i think it was a buck and the second one's only like it was like two bucks and so i'm like kind of great actually and so i think i'm eventually because i want to play it on because i know their newest game was on vr so i want to play that on the oculus eventually so i'm, I'm just going to go through all of them i think because they're very fun and they're very quick and easy and they they scratch a weird itch you know like i don't know i don't even know how to describe it but it's just like sometimes i just want to do it's the escape room itch you know like that's what these yeah. are right is yeah, it's like a weird escape room itch because it's like, especially the, the room one, since you have like this weird uh, box that you keep like on opening and like mm-hmm. trying to figure out like how to, uh, to, to, to get what 
you you need to get from the book so you can open like this other compartment from the books i don't know it's both like escape room but also it's like it's, it is a little puzzle box and yeah not many games have that have like very integrated puzzles like yeah with each other like a lot of a lot of puzzle games that i try is like every puzzle is independent from each other or or at yeah. very like at the most you solve one to get an item to get to other one but in i don't know in this one is like everything is connected in a way and you yeah. can see it like via the box like how the pieces move and that's that's like the magic of it yeah and the hints are so good in it that you will you won't need a guide i didn't look anything up like you don't have to because if you do get stuck it's it's quite generous and it, it will start you off with something pretty general, but like what what it does the best because often what you need like the I don't I personally don't think the puzzles are that difficult, um, but what is and can be difficult is just knowing the location you need to go to next. Like you're like okay, what little piece am I supposed to be looking at? And so often the clues are just kind of like oh some weird thing opened on this, and you're like oh that right, and you like you go over to it, and then mm-hmm. you're like oh now I know what to start doing on it. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I do highly recommend it. It's very fun. And good production uh, value as well. Like, they, it looks really good, um, which is nice. Because sometimes those little, you know, a little mobile game, you know, could be a piece of shit. But this feels more like you're playing, like, a little PC game on your phone. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, none of that baloney. It's just, like, the, the worst thing you get is at the very end of the game, it says, go buy the room too. And I'm like, that's fine. I don't mind you telling me to do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like. I went and uh, and bought this one on Steam because mm-hmm. I don't know my my store my the mobile store on my region has the game like a little bit more expensive than oh, the Steam okay. version on sale. So I went with the Steam version, and also it was like the time that time when I just got my computer, and I was like, I want to see what this computer can do. Yep. And oh my god. It looks gorgeous, like, like just like the, the I guess the ba- the base performance was already like pretty good, but then mm-hmm. I just switched everything like to max settings and everything was like beautiful, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I mean that's why I did it on my phone, right? I was like, I want to test out this baby. <laughs> yeah, I've got way too many toys right now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, anyway, the room. It's uh it's good shit. Um do you guys mind if I just keep going with what I'm playing? I'll knock it out. Like it? Because uh we've got no retirements this week. We've all been very good, so roll straight through. Yeah, no retirements at all. Um so uh in terms of my play oh, gotta be kidding me. Never mind. My the stupid vacuum's back. I don't know why, but like my buildings decided today at this time as we were recording this podcast that they should use their vacuum. So how about, Rick, why don't you tell us what you're playing? <laughs> I can't believe they didn't factor into their work that you'd be recording a very highly regarded right, by a very small community video gaming podcast. Honestly. Um, yeah, so I've rude. got... Four... <laughs> yes, <very rude. laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I've got four games on the go, the first of which is sort of a technicality. I need to get back to The Witcher. Ultimately, soon I'm going to commit to it and just that's going to be all I play or I'm going to end up dropping it. But The Witcher is still in my playing. Um, I've played a bit more of Astral Chain. Um, 
it's much more of a fleshed out game than I expected it to be with all the police investigation and all the other sort of bits and bobs around it. Uh, not a lot more to say beyond I am having quite a good time with this one. Um, and I'll be playing a lot more of it soon because I want to free my Switch up for a game that Paul is currently playing. Um, <laughs> uh, I very nearly finished Wolfenstein The Old Blood. Um, so this is a standalone prequel stroke DLC stroke expansion to The New Order. Um, definitely feels a bit more padded. The whole first level is basically like a massive, not forced stealth, but basically forced stealth. And they've got this new pipe mechanic that you use for various sort of map traversal stuff, for want of a better term. All feels a little bit busy work, all feels a little bit contrived. Um, But once it gets into its stride, like it's still Wolfenstein, it's still new Wolfenstein, um, the gameplay is excellent. I do really enjoy what they do with the um, encounters where you can either go in all guns blazing or you can try to be stealthy. And there will always be one or two commandos um in the sort of zone uh you will see roughly how close they are to you um in like a a 360 direction but not vertically just like on the flat plane uh if you can silence both of them before you are spotted you can stop any more backup or reinforcement units from coming um there's a really good balance there um i love the way that it's set up with that the story takes a bit of a left turn as well around about three quarters of the way in which is about where i'm at now um, which is a pleasant surprise. I'm interested to see how they wrap that up, bearing in mind where they've got to get to for the new order to start. Um, probably wouldn't recommend it to anyone who hasn't already played the new order, but I think that that's just an infinitely better game. Um, and your appreciation for this is definitely going to be a little bit more strong if you have already seen what the new order has to offer. Um, but it, even as a thing on its own, it is still really, really good. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's dirt cheap at the moment now as well, if you wanted to pick up a copy. Um, final game I'm playing. This is a bit of a deep cut. So uh, if any of you remember the ill-fated Dark Void by Capcom for the PS3 and 360, um, the game where you play with the guy with the jetpack, it's Nolan North. And it's noticeably Nolan North. So it's like Nathan Drake future post-apocalypse edition um the big version of that game did not do very well at all um i played and retired it about maybe a year ago i'm not sure if it was while we were recording this podcast there may well be a previous episode where um where i sort of talked about how meh the big game was but alongside it um capcom released a fun little um complimentary game on the then-relevant DSiWare service called Dark Void Zero. It's a little 2D sort of retro side-scroller. They make up this whole story about it being like a lost, forgotten game that was being developed for the NES, and then the Super Nintendo came along, and it had to be shelved because it wasn't ready in time. Um, When you start the game, it prompts you to blow into the cartridge. Confusingly, that isn't like a prompt to blow into the microphone. It's a prompt to press the A button and then the cartridge sort of digitally goes into the system. Um, I've only played maybe the first five minutes of this game. Seems very, very hard so far, but also a lot of fun. So we'll see how that goes. And I just love the energy behind um, pretending you've got like an old classic game that you've polished up to coincide with a big sort of tentpole AAA release. So. Uh, looking forward to seeing a bit more of that. 
Uh, and that that's where I'm at gameplay wise. Uh, has your vacuum finished, Alex? Yeah, it's far away now. <laughs> Beautiful. Fucking vacuums, goddamn. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm playing kind of more of the same. So uh, still, I'm still punch away at Half Life, Alex. I, I haven't been playing as much VR this past week or so because I've been doing my practicum and like the reality is that for the PC VR, like. It's not much of a setup. I just have to move my laptop over and plug in the Ethernet cable, basically. <laughs> but but you anything's know, I, enough, right? Yeah, and like right now where I'm so busy, I'm just kind of been looking for things that it's just like I can just immediately pop right on and go with um, because I just don't have... I haven't had like actually as much time at home to play. Like you can see the games I beat this week was like a fucking phone game and a game I was playing with my partner, right? So like that's kind of what's going down. But unfortunately, my partner has to uh, go away for a month well, actually two months because she's doing anyway it's, it's doctor stuff you got to go to different uh cities and whatnot to do like residencies and whatnot so she's off to do that so my gaming's probably going to get higher because i'm uh all on my lonesome <laughs> but it's fine um anyway half of alex is great though still just popping away at it um <clears throat> we're playing more pixel cross adventure just it's just really fun like you know it's like a little like basically you're just walking around an overworld bringing things back into it by playing nonograms and like there's like a silly little story it's got lots of personality it's just a fun little game it was also crazy cheap like it was maybe 10 bucks right and like for the amount that you've got in it i'm like yeah this is definitely worth the money um because i know picross games they can't really charge a whole lot because i don't know why I guess it's just like no one maybe would buy it if there was too much, I suppose. Um, despite the fact that I do think there's a fair bit of work that goes into making these good game, <laughs> these good quality puzzles. But anyway, um, so really loving that. Pokemon Legends Arceus, awesome. It's very fun. Like I'm, I'm having a really good time with it. Everything I said last week still stands. It's still kind of gross looking, but um, it's still super fun is the thing and like i think this is the best pokemon game ever made hands down like nothing even comes remotely close to this game in terms of fun enjoyment like taking like actually respecting your time and like interesting ideas like the closest this to me is what pokemon red was right like pokemon red was a wild new idea that was extremely exciting and then i guess like and yeah but a little rough around the edges and this one is similar. It's crazy fun, exciting ideas, a little rough around the edges because it's kind of new, just starting out this concept. Um, and so my hope is, and I think it was super successful. So I'm hoping that this is just going to like, you know, usher in a new wave of this style, at least maybe in the legend series. And I'm sure whatever the next one is going to be, is going to be like, holy shit. Um, that's my hope at least because it's already so good. Um, Actually, I'm going to just pause for one second there. I, I'll be right back. But actually, Paola, do you mind um, continuing on with your playings for a second there? And I'll jump back to mine in a second. Okay, so um, I'm still playing Pokemon Shining Pearl. I'm still at the doors of the Elite Four, but right now I've been just catching Pokemon, evolving Pokemon, breeding Pokemon to get like all those uh, little slots on the Pokedex field and all those fun descriptions there and also i'm just waiting for my boyfriend to to get to the lead for which he did this morning but he's also like hey let's catch some pokemon before we go to the elite four so this that's where i am right now i'm also like um excavating 
quite a, a lot of food here in the Grand Underground. I got an arrangement of fossils, an arrangement of spheres of all shapes and sizes, and a lot of evolutionary stones. Like, I don't know, like for some reason, they just keep popping up here and they are supposed to be rare. I'm not complaining. Like I've evolved like quite a lot of Pokemon thanks to them. So yeah, that's Pokemon Shining Pearl. I'm still trapping the underground until further notice. Someone please save me. <laughs> please. Then I've been making some progress on Fire Emblem The Blazing Blade. And I'm currently on chapter 10 of the Link chapters. And that's the last last Link chapter, to my knowledge. Yes. So beautiful. So yeah, like so far, I've only lost one unit. The Fog of War is not my favorite mechanic on the Fire Emblem series at all. It was, I think it was started like on the like fourth game. I don't know, like some crazy developer decided it was a good idea and just rain everyone's happiness with that. Um, still, they very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they just give you a tank, so I guess that's nice. So yeah. I can just throw my tank unit in the... Okay. I mean, uh, a general. They give you a general okay. who has I was a seal. Say, that's the wrong tactics game. You do not get tanks. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I usually call the units by their roles and not by their classes. I'm so okay. fucking sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. So yeah, I, I got this knight... A very bulky knight, a very bulky boy, yes. I throw him in the middle of everything and hopefully he gives me enough vision to just kill whatever is there. And I have to say, one of my favorite mechanics introduced here is the rescue and drop system. Because so many units that didn't have a lot of mobility before just get um, extra help from their fellow units and they can just zoom like half the way through the map which is awesome in my book and they i i could just rescue a unit on a pitch if i do something stupid which is nice so yeah i'm having a lot of fun with this one i'm still i still feel it's super handholdy i don't know if i'd say it before but since the entirety of the lean chapters is a is basically a huge tutorial and Compared to the newest Fire Emblem games, I cannot talk about Three Houses here because I I don't know about Three Houses tutorial. But at the release, it is a lot more handholdier than the DS and 3DS games, which I'm so happy they drop because I wouldn't want to go through 10 chapters of tutorials every time I fire up a Fire Emblem game. God, yeah. That wouldn't be fun. Mm -mm. And finally, I have two new games this week. First of all, Variable Barricade. Oh my god, I said it right first try. Hmm. Sorry, variable, variable is like a word in, in my language too, and it's pronounced variable. variable. Uh, okay. So my brain goes through the wrong pronunciation usually, so I'm happy I got it right. It's the a trap just waiting for you. Now this is... I know it's a VN. It's not an Otome, is it? Or is it? It is an Otome game. Oh, okay. It, it is actually the newest 
um, localization from Axis, mm -hmm. and it was released on February twenty first, twenty fifth, I think. Yeah, and this one is like an other one in terms of a lot of things because first of all, it has a voice actor protagonist. Oh, okay. Which is nice. It is very nice. It's like the psychedelical games. Like those are the only other two games that I can think of that have a voice actor protagonist. And not only has a voice actor protagonist, the protagonist is sassy, and I love her. Okay. Like, um, she's like uh the heir to a rich family, and. For some reason, like her grandfather is like pushing her to to choose a fiance like for the future of, of the family and stuff like that. Mainly because uh, part of the family was like too fucking nosy and it was like, hey, your grandfather kind of ran away like from home with your with 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 your grandmother like at about your age. We don't want you to do the same. So here you must choose from this. Um, four bachelors which after further investigation turn out to be like either like walking trash cans or like walking disasters mm -hmm. i don't know like how they they go through the filters by they but they got through the filters so and they are only four they are they are usually five so i'm quite interested on how these routes are gonna go because first of all it is a comedy okay second of all the game is like 50 hours long and i don't know like how because only four routes maybe five if they do like uh three routes act, end, yeah like some weird shit. but it's like if, if there's like a secret route i don't know if there's like a protagonist route i don't know there's a lot of this I don't know anything about. Also, the art is some is like kind of it has like high contrast, and and it's for I don't know. It kind of reminds me of manga or like comics because of how they they do like the shading just black and then like all the colors pop even more. Okay. Like the 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 overall like art style is kind of like different from what I'm used to. I'm I'm not even mad. It's amazing. It it kind of fits the tone of the game. And also, all the characters are amazing in their own right. Either like just because of how dumb they are, or just because of how amazing they are like overall. So, I I've been having a lot of fun with this. I'm already amazed that uh, when the the guys get like introduced into the story. The protagonist can just like walk by and completely ignore them, and that is seen is hilarious. And I'm looking forward to, uh, like, go through every single route of the game because it looks like a lot of fun, and the protagonist is just, it's just amazing. Like, I just love how sassy she is and how how she's not afraid to say anything. Like. She's a deer. I don't know. <laughs> and finally, yeah. Oh, hold on. I, I was just looking it up, and I'm like, I I would love to just be around when Atome games are getting named because <laughs> I'm just like, how does it even work? They just always seem like such a like 
such congruent words, like variable barricade. It's like, I can't even wrap my brain around what that means. <laughs> what they do is they take some page from the thesaurus and they put them on dartboards and then they just yeah. throw a few and then they just see what happens. But I will say those are some sexy looking boys on there. So, you know. The art is lovely. Chance. I just had a peek over. I get what you're saying about high contrast like anime art. Yeah. It is good. It does have that real high contrast look. Like it looks really nice. It looks like um, um, I don't know. Like it really gives me that like magic girl anime vibes. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, right. You're not wrong. Like actually, um, I don't know if any of you have heard of Car Capture Sakura, but I was the... thinking the exact yep. thing. <laughs> yep. Looks like Thank grown you. up Car Capture Sakura. Yeah, yeah, because like the best friend. Uh, look up Sumugi from Variable Barricade, mm. and she gives me Matt Tomoyo's vibes because Tomoyo was um, Sakura's best friend, mm. and she was like this like rich girl with had like some hobbies, and she she really got along with the with the main character. But it, from the way she looks to the way she acts to the way she laughs, mm. she gives me. Tomoyo vibes like big time and I'm not the only one also I gotta say I think so because I, I watched Carcaptor Sakura, Sakura when I was a kid and then like I remember as an adult I went back just to see it. I was like oh what is this and I was like this is ins- this is bad <laughs> like, you're like there's stuff in this there's so much insanity on that like it's you didn't just... read the manga well, Don't yeah, read the manga. The manga sports brand. It's just, I'm like oh yeah these are children <laughs> as a kid you're just like so innocent you're like ah ha ha and then I'm like Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, neither here nor there. But uh, nice. All right. Yeah. And so, you tell us about the next one you're playing, Valda. Yeah. This and firstly, because I, I know you're in a little bit of a, a awkward position, but how switch performance for the huh? game that you're about to? Do you know what? I've jumped way ahead of myself. Ignore yeah, me. way ahead. What's the game? The game is what lies in the multiverse, mm-hmm. and switch performance so far is very fluid which nice. I was worried about because of all the like change in multiverses and stuff. Mm. Like I did get one crash because I was experimenting quite a fair bit. <laughs> and I probably did something that no one in the studio ever thought someone would do. <laughs> you probably did. Cause I mean, I feel like very rarely do we, um, can you try everything? Right. So yeah. Cause you're playing on yeah. switch. Cause I do, Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I plan on picking this up, but I'm also just like, when the fuck am I going to have time to play these games? I'm like, maybe I should just buy it on PC or something. Yeah, like, I've been, like, very lazy, like, playing games on PC lately. So I thought, like, hey, maybe I will just pick it up on Switch. And you have to download, like, a day yeah. one patch, but the game runs smoothly. Like, okay. there's nothing to say there. It runs just like it runs on my PC. Nice. And... And yeah, like there's zero problems so far. Like, besides that little crash, which my friend told me, like, how did you even crash the game? <laughs> well, I did this and this and probably this. Oh yeah, and then like I, I was about to like, like that thing was about to break, <laughs> so I tried to stop it from breaking, and then something went bad. <laughs> yeah, I um. I've had a few fair number of games crash on the Switch for me before. Actually, it's kind of a it's kind of a thing. Um, but anyway, that's that's a whole other conversation. But how are you enjoying that's, it so far? Yeah, 
this game is lovely. Like, mm-hmm. and we're all obviously okay, quite I, biased, but let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm biased because, um, I, like a friend and a classmate from uni are, are made this game, mm-hmm. like are are like the 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 original creators of the game, but. Which, First if you want to listen to an like, interview of them, you can check out an earlier episode of the How Long to Be podcast. <laughs> right. And we probably like get in touch with them again to get that second interview we talk about. But yeah, like the game is overall like very lovely. Like it on the surface is very like hearted and very funny. Um there's some like running gags here and there and some later chapters that I won't spoil, but they are hilarious. Like they have me like laughing around like like a lot. It was beautiful. <laughs> I'm probably like I want to say halfway. No, I'm not halfway through the game, but I'm in chapter four and the game I from what I've heard is quite short. Um but I think it is for the best because it is a platformer um puzzle adventure. Mm-hmm. And the story starts taking like front and center like later into the game and all the puzzles so far i haven't seen like any puzzle that was like oh no this is bullshit like these puzzles will sometimes take a lot of you in terms of reaction time there was one in particular which i remember that was like okay you have to get the timing right or otherwise you're screwed and i did and i feel proud of myself because that one was hard but um Overall, like the story is like hearted, like on the surface, and it's whatever you may find, like either like uh, notes that you find on the on the wall, or like things you see when you chip, um, when the when you chip realities or you chip universe, and then you see stuff that is like a little bit more dark or like some references to that will tell you, yeah, this game is rated M for a reason. Hmm. And like, there's so much heart put into it. And there are like things that really like that are your chat strings at times. And I don't know, but like there's, there's something to 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 the story and like the, the the side characters and everything that really really gets to you at times. Well, it really depends on your backstory, but some things like really got to me at times. Um, so yeah. Also, the art, as we said, is lovely. The music is amazing, and the pixel art, either the portraits or the achievements. Because the Switch also has the achievements for this game. Yeah. It just just get a chocolate out of me. Or it, it's just they they are just so well done. Like there's so much attention to detail to this game. Yeah. So yeah. I'll probably just pick it up on the Switch, because honestly, when I think about it, I'm like, that's probably the only way I'll actually play the game. Because if I get on the PC, it'll just sit there in my list of all these indie games. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. anytime I buy a game just, on PC, it just it's just there forever. <laughs> You want the debut though. Oh, I have so a Switch Lite, Switch Lite so I'm good. <laughs> I only play on my Switch yeah. Lite, honestly. Like I I don't I don't fucking touch my other one anymore. <laughs> it's there for oh, my party. Yeah. yeah. 
And this kind of comes back to what you were saying about like the VR and the laptop. Like any friction, any barrier is just what it is. And yeah. Switch, Vita, whatever it is, handhelds just make it so easy. Like it's there yeah. and it's ready to go. And PC uh-huh. does as well. It's just, I don't know. There's like, for some reason, I just want to play different games on my PC, you know? I don't know what it is. Yeah, like indie, that. yeah, you know, like I feel like indie games, especially if it's like, this sounds like it's going to be a good pick up and play as well because, you know, it's puzzles, right? So. Uh, for yeah. me, at least personally, I need to like <laughs> give myself a break in between puzzles or otherwise I go insane. So that's going to sound like a great bus ride game. Um, okay, so I'm going to pick up the last two games <laughs> before I'll just peace out. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say my piece on what lies in the multiverse. I don't want mm-hmm. to. I I'm gonna do my best in the upcoming episodes to not spoil anything for you too because <laughs> you have to see it. And we need to do a spoiler cast later. So Alex, take it away. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, we should talk with uh, we should talk with our buds there um, <laughs> when we get back on it. We've got to get in touch with them. I know that's crazy. So I feel like that was like you know like uh, like a month ago basically, but it's probably been months now since we talked. I think like, <laughs> if I'm looking at like when when did we have them on? Like I think if I go back here, yeah, that was oh my god, that was in November. Okay, so it's been a little while. Oh my god. We got to chat back up. I didn't even realize it was coming out as soon, though. It's great. March. It's awesome. All right. Sorry. Rambling. So uh, other games that I was playing, uh, I started playing because I've I've just been checking out a few mobile games, just seeing like what have I been missing? Um, I picked up one called Card Thief, um, which is a roguelike card kind of game. And it's pretty cool, actually. Like you kind of are on this nine by nine grid and you're a thief and you essentially have to like how do I even describe how this game works? You like make paths through the cards um, in order to like collect treasure to like defeat guards, but like you have a stealth meter. um, And so like each card has a value on it. And like, that's how much it's going to cost for you to like take that card. And like, there's some cards that'll increase your stealth uh, meter, like um, torches and like illuminated areas uh, will get you caught. And if you get caught, you, you know, you get captured and your runs dead and you're trying to get a treasure chest and like get to the, exit so you're basically trying to play through all of the cards in the deck um and like get through them and get them off the board so that you can escape it's really fun um i paid so you can play for free totally but the chest that you get they'll make you wait to unlock them unless you just buy the full game and it's like four dollars and i was like i like this game i will pay i will buy the full game i don't mind <laughs> um, but there's no other like there's no trans- microtransactions or anything in it. it's just buy the game that's it um so i i appreciated that i was like i I like this this is like a fun kind of high score roguelike type game that you actually do make progress because you know you're in one manner and then you uh, like you after you unlock a certain amount of chests and a certain amount of coins you unlock the next one i think there's like four or five like manners total and eventually you unlock like a daily heist thing that you can do which is just like a unique one to see how far you get um see what your high score is um yeah it's just a fun well-considered um neat kind of like pick up do a few runs put down kind of game so yeah i highly recommend it for people who are interested especially if you just want to like you know since it's free you can just try it out no biggie um but i just really appreciate mobile games that don't it's like sell their soul you know what i mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they're like this is a fun game you can buy it if you like or you can just play it for free and i'm like that's just that's very kind (laughs) yeah so I, I don't mind amplifying those games. The other game I'm playing that I'm having uh, a lot of fun with is Majora's Mask. So I'm 
<laughs> I Narrow has an incredible video that explains exactly how to download and install his um, his his uh, his HD textures. Which let me tell you, holy shit! It looks great. Like, and you know, okay, there's actually something to be said, and this is it's weird, but like, I kind of love the polygonal um like trying to represent something as human like the art artistry that needs to go in to make things look recognizable in an n64 era and like what this shows me as well is that like man there is so much room to create games with this styling um because first off, like I'm like, and I'm, I'm sort of surprised. Like I know we see some of them, but like I would be, I wouldn't be too surprised if you see more indies moving into this direction. Because like it's simple enough that these games could be made with a small team, right? Like Majora's Mask was made a, not a huge team in one year, right? After all, outgrown at a time had been made and had all those assets, and it's like I kind of wish I could see more games. Like I would love to see more like interactive Sims again or something like Deus Ex style, like coming back in just this earlier sort of easier um style but maybe with hd textures because man the hd textures make such a difference like this 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 is the best way to play this game like i know the 3ds is whatever this fucking destroys that like it is gorgeous and with the redux patch so like um this um group made like this entire redux where like they've they've implemented so many fixes and just like so many quality of life improvements. One of the best parts is that they have on the D-pad now. So the D-pad is functionally useless in Majora's Mask. But with the Redux, the D-pad maps the three main masks and your ocarina to it. So you essentially get four new item slots, right? So that your C stick slots are completely open now just to use like regular um, items in the game. So you never really have to equip mat except for the special masks. You can equip those, you know, like the ones that you collect along the way. But your core, like Deku Goron, Zora mask, they're all mapped to a D-pad um, and your Ocarina. And it is so, so convenient. And it's just like, Oh, and there's like a little update even to like Link's um, character model that is just absolutely gorgeous. And like, it's it's just really good, <laughs> you know. Like you may want to, you may want to share this this patch with me. Like, yeah, we'll just go after to um, the recording. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'll I'll send you Nero's link because Nero has all of it there. Like, if you can find all of it, and it's it's very easy. And he explains, walks through everything. Like he, I had it set up. I'm even um, I bought a little um uh like gamecube to pc or or to switch um connector because i have a bunch of gamecube controllers and so i've been playing it with my gamecube controller on my pc and it's so nice that way because i i really like i mean look you could use like a wii pro controller you could even use one of the switch pro controllers you could use any controller you want right but i just find um first the n64 controllers are i love them but I hate them too. That middle stick, it dies so fast, right? (laughs) Like the bearings on those, if you can find one that isn't fucked, like I would be amazed. You have to repair them. But I find the GameCube controllers. Hello, I have a good controller. Do you have a good N64 one? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, actually, 
actually at some point we we got some extra controllers and I still have them and they're like good for some reason because one of them is completely fresh right now. Yeah. Because the the stick is like dead. That's but see that's completely the thing with the dead. stick, yeah. I, I have some that are okay um and they're fine, but my GameCube ones are way better. Like they're just because there I, I had like the third and fourth player ones right those are the ones that are totally mm-hmm. okay my first and second player game controllers they're feeling a little they're like they're feeling it a little bit but anyway um he sh- like shows you how to like completely remap everything get that plugged in i i'm using mayflash i recommend mayflash because mayflash just works <laughs> it's like in terms of if you're trying to connect gamecube controllers and stuff just get a mayflash it's good shit i'm probably gonna get there um we um remote bar because i want to emulate on my pc as well uh, but that's a future thing i'm like i'm not doing that now because fuck i got too many games to play but anyway um if you haven't played majora's mask i recommend it i also downloaded because i've got my beautiful new phone so i downloaded the like um one of the old official players guides pdfs so like an actual strategy guide from back in the day and it's so much fun um to play it with like one of the old official strategy guides because they're just like they're really well done, but they're also not so overly prescriptive. Like they're just kind of like giving you ideas where to go. And so like dungeons, I don't really use it. But for me, like I'm not interested in playing Majora's Mask and like slowly figuring everything out. Like I would rather be like, what do I have to do? Great. Okay. Go here. La, 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 you know, because I don't really have as much time to go in and do that, you know, and I've already played through the first part of Majora's Mask a lot. So I'm at the Goron area now. Like I, I cleared the first section um which is the one that i've cleared mm-hmm. many times and the goron one is where i almost always stopped and i think it's because i was just i, I never like fully knew what i was supposed to be doing um because i will admit it, it, they give you lots of hints but it is of an era where you know you kind of gotta figure it out a little bit and there's a timer going and so sometimes trying to figure things out gets really stressful <laughs> you got this yep. timer oh i gotta slow down time actually anyway um, <laughs> um so you know you got the fucking timer going and you're a little like Hur! um but anyway that's uh that's all i'll say right now for majora's mask i'm really liking it i'm definitely gonna beat it this go through because um like i said with the guide it's just much you know it's a lot more fun to uh play that way for me personally um and i think i think if you're coming to this game um having maybe never played it before and you're interested in like getting through it i kind of highly recommend grabbing a guide because it's just like remember we talked about ocarina time last right like you kind of had to be there a little bit (laughs) um (laughs) but with this updated texture pack like it really makes the game look just it's just it's beautiful it really is it just looks great. Nothing's fuzzy. It's just very clear. All all the characters are. It looks like the artistry clearly holds up is the idea, right? So anyway, big shout out to Nero for all that shit. What an incredible project. That was a few years in the making project. Like this is a big freaking th- undertaking they went through. Um, so anyway, uh, that's it for what I've been playing, what we've all been playing. I think it's time that we move along to our topic of the week, which um very gratefully paolo mentioned that steam's 
uh, next fest is happening because I've just been so buried in work that I was like, it's what? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we all played a bunch of games. Um, none of us played all the same, but I've overlapped with both Rick and <laughs> Paula, so we should have no, lots to that, talk about. On that topic, much. I was thinking, Alex, if you want to go through your games, we'll touch on what's in between as it comes up, and then Paula and I can sort of jump in on the bits that we've sort of got spare between us. Yeah, why don't we do that? I'll yeah. I'll jump between one with you, one with Paula, one I put on my Sounds own, good. and we'll go that yeah. way. <laughs> why don't we yeah. start with, uh, let's just go down the list then. Card Shark. Mm. Oh, man. This Very is Very cool. different from what I expected. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I knew nothing about this, uh, except that it was Devolver published, and I liked the look of the art. Rather than you playing poker, it's actually about you being deceptive with the card stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's a neat concept. I can definitely mm-hmm. see them doing more with it. I stopped mm-hmm. fairly early on. You're like, once you've been taught the second and third mm-hmm. tricks, I was like, oh, I get it. I'm interested. Okay. Yeah, I know. I probably went further than I should have because I was getting really into it. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to play this game. I got to stop now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's super cool because you're you're um you're you're mute and so you're basically following along and, and what I'm gonna say is that it's at a very interesting time in French history, which is similar to Aviary Attorney. It's okay. actually that kind of but it's 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 where Aviary Attorney is like it's basically a hundred years after where this game is. So both in very interesting time frames though, and I'm like, ooh, I think this game's gonna be pretty cool. Um and so, yeah, Voltaire's in it. I was like, fuck yeah, there's Voltaire, dope. Um, who just, anyway, when we do an Aviary Attorney spoiler cast, I'll talk a little bit about history and it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Card Shark, I think, I think this was a game that was announced as coming to Game Pass, but I could just be like really talking out my ass. But um, I mean, if, if it is, I'll still be on my free Game Pass trial, so I'll absolutely be on it. Yeah, maybe it's not, but I don't know. I just, I remember seeing this game somewhere. Um, so, you know, I don't, don't, don't trust me on that, but I would definitely recommend checking it out and at least adding it to mm. your uh, wish list because it's good shit. Um, okay. What about, ooh, ooh, Paula, let's talk about a little to the left because you were right. This game is basically unpacking. Um. Yeah. But also it's like, like very, very like, satisfactory in in many ways like on how you have to like sort all these little things mm-hmm. on on the screen and i don't know I, i'm a sucker for that kind of thing i'm so sorry alex <laughs> no i liked it actually uh, uh, the one thing though is like there was a couple where i was like the fuck am i supposed to do like <laughs> i was like couldn't figure out a few where i was like am I sp-? like the one with the all the papers i was like Am I supposed to stack them from like biggest to smallest or some shit? But then I was like, oh, I have to fill the screen with it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That I and was. And the pencil little... one? The pencil one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... I was like, what? Like the first pencil one was easy, but the next one I was like, what are, what are all these symbols? <laughs> and you had to just take the trash out of the table. Yeah. I was like, that's it. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the art is beautiful. Like I really like the kind of pastel sort of hand-drawn like almost pencil crayon-esque stylings of it um Mm -hmm. you know like it's got that kind of muted color palette that like it feels like the very like um 
the like cozy games, you know, like it really feels like yeah. it's like in that genre, like like uh, like Six Cats Under, right? Like that kind of style. Yeah, it's kind of the the palette they chose is kind of soothing in a way. Yeah. So it goes with like all the I don't know the the game is just you vibing and chilling and sorting like stuff. Mean cat comes along. <laughs> Until the mean cat comes along, and I can't relate to that. <laughs> Animal fucking all your stuff up. Yeah, I can relate to that too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll just be chilling, and my dog's like, like <laughs> runs out. <laughs> I was doing a ball this morning, and she yelps, like squeals at one point. I was like, "Oh my god, what's happened?" Like I'm like freaking out. And I have no idea what's going on. And she comes back, and she's like, "What? I didn't do anything." Um, and I can look over later, and like she somehow with her paw, we have we have laminate. And she has cracked a piece of the laminate and pulled it up. And so she must have hit her toe on that because I hit my foot on it after. And I was like, well, at least we both screamed in pain today. <laughs> but that, I felt like I got, it made me think of a little bit of And I was like, oh, yeah, animals, man. They just managed to destroy things. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like, or my cat who I could be just like riding or doing anything. And she just decides to like, um, just lay on top of whatever I was doing, be it like, the switch if i was playing on the switch or like or my journal if i was journaling and stuff like that or my yeah. homework too that's fun yeah if you like unpacking you'll like this game like it's yeah one game that i played um oh oh man some of these are anyway uh, let's talk about one coromon <laughs> so <laughs> i mean it's a pokemon thing but it it's it's literally broken. And like, I'm like, what? Look, I refuse to believe now. So before some games, when we, when we did this last time, I was like, okay, my computer's not that great. Some of these games maybe just aren't running because of my computer. It's not fucking case this time. All right. <laughs> you know? And what happened is I started it and I got to the character select screen. And um, when I actually picked my character and I was starting the game, uh, one of two things would happen. I would go to talk to one of the characters and all the text would become like basically hieroglyphic. Like they were just like nothing. It was just lines and it was gone. And then suddenly assets would drop out and like things would disappear. I'd walk out and it was just like, there's nothing and I can't see my character anymore. And I was like, what the fuck? So I like restarted, tried again. Same thing, but in different ways. I just literally couldn't get past that part. So I'm like, this could be a fun game. But it looks like they got a lot of work that they still need to do. Something's going on. I think it's something related to their character creation screen. There seems to be something that's bugging the game from there. Um, so, but bottom line, the state of the game currently is poor, Mom. <laughs> oh my god, Rick! The state of the game is, is when you like glitch the missing note into your game and your game gets fucked. That's yeah, the state of the game right now. It's clearly very inspired by Pokemon Red and Blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Kyle the Kangaroo. Uh, it's a 3D platformer. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly like, my feeling. It's good. It, you know, it, it's very competent, but yes. it didn't really speak to me. I played the opening few minutes and cool. Yeah. Like, if that's what you want from your game you're going to have a great time. doesn't really speak to me. Yeah. This, my thing is like, this can't justify its existence when you have like the Spyro remakes and Crash remakes and stuff. Like, it's just kind of hard to like, I don't know. Like it, uh, if you're starving for an old school mascot 3d platformer from like the nineties, 
yeah, this will be fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just nah. a little bland. That's all. Like, and, and yeah. I was playing, and I was like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> Not I as much as exciting. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? That's kind of it. I'm just like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but a game that I started thinking, Ugh, I guess this is okay, to being like, I'm going to fucking win, is Dome Romantic. That game. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a de- that's a deceivingly simple game at first. <laughs> um, because Pally, yeah. you played this too, right? Yep, yep. So you you have to defend the base pretty much, but you mm-hmm. also have to like excavate to the core of this planet where you are at. And enemies come at waves. You have to excavate between the waves, and hopefully you don't die during the waves. Yeah, so you're in like this small, like the art style is extremely minimalist, right? Like it's like very, like couple pixels kind of thing, right? Um, but like you're in this dome above ground and you have a jetpack, and so you're drilling into the ground and you're collecting resources under there. But like Paula says, and at first I was like, why can't I like see where things are? Why can't I, how come I don't know when things come? But like you buy all the upgrades. So you buy an upgrade to find out when our enemy's coming. You buy an upgrade to locate the resources within the ground you can buy upgrades to speed up your jetpack how much you can carry all that shit um fix your dome like all this stuff um and so you have to get really fucking strategic and start to figure out like okay how much do i need what resources should i put in where what upgrades are absolutely essential for me right now um and like planning out your routes as you go along and it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty addicting gameplay loop. Like I gotta say, it really, really dives you in there pretty fast. Um, and the going down and up um, is actually it's actually pretty fun. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm gonna probably pick this one up when it uh, actually launches because it's. Uh, although I don't know, I'm kind of terrified too because it's that rogue like shit where I'm like, "Yep, there goes so my life. <laughs> yeah. There goes my life." <clears throat> but like, it, but as, yeah, sorry. But still, it's pretty fun. Like you, you kind of like like the game because of the gameplay loop. You hate the game because it is brutal, but you also <laughs> like the game because it is just fun. Exactly. They're really they're they're straddling that line beautifully. Like they're just I don't know. I have to say, in terms of like the games that I played, this was one of the ones where I was like, oh, this is probably one of the most polished gameplay wise um, that I've played so far. Where it just has like it just has an excellent loop and it knows what it's good at. There's no story or anything because who needs it? You're being attacked. That's the story. <laughs> um, so yeah, good shit. Um, why don't I talk about another one that I played that I actually uh, think is very cute and sweet. Um, I played Terra Nova. Paula, I think you like this game. Maybe Rick too. I don't know. Um, it's it's one of those you know PC like the you know like you're on someone's computer games. Um, and it's set in 2003. And this one actually solves a problem that you didn't like in the other one, Paula and Rick. So you know how in that one we play where you have to type everything yourself? This one, you just yeah, hold you're down spacebar. You're just mashing the keyboard. Yeah, and this one, you just hold down spacebar and the, the typing will happen. And you can press okay. the, the arrow keys to speed it up or slow it down if you want. So you could you could speed up to the point where it literally just like, oop, there it is. Um, but it's a really interesting like story because it's basically around like... Um, these young women who are, I think they're about like 17 ish or so. And they're, um, 
they're really into making fan fiction and doing role playing through like blog posts and stuff. And so like you're doing like chats with different people and like you're like reconnecting with an old friend and they're doing this like fun role play. So they're like super, you know, they're like real horny young <laughs> girls, you know, mm-hmm. who are like, I'm going to make the boys kiss. And like, uh, which I was like, this is great shit. I love this. This is hilarious. And like the personalities are really well formed. Um, the like the writing's actually very i would say like super spot on in the sense that it's not like like each character has their little personality and their quirks and their spelling mistakes and like the writing itself is not like incredible but it's what you would expect from people of this age like it just feels like they have which which to me says that actually the writing's really good because they're able to actually accurately emulate all of these different characters and how they might write and like what that kind of writing was like at that time. And so, yeah, I think it's really cool. I actually just, I played through the whole demo cause I was like, Oh, I'll see where this goes. And, um, and, and, you know, remember I talked about, there was like secret little Haven or whatever, where I found it was like super complicated and like, it, it just kind of busted on me a little bit. This one's like really clear what you need to do. So sometimes that can kind of ruin the immersion a little bit of like, Oh, I'm just on someone's computer. But I actually think, it's for the best because they give you a pretty explicit tutorial and you just always know what you have to do, which it just eliminates that. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Kind of feeling, which I really appreciated. And I was like, okay, this is, this is, and then also gives you the freedom to kind of like look around on the computer and, and, you know, do that kind of stuff. So, um, Mm. yeah, Terra Nova is really cool. And Terra Nova is the name of like the role playing world that they're creating. It's like some sci-fi future thing. So, um and you can like influence like how the story goes a little bit with those parts and like you make choices and things and so you can you know infl- it's very much about relationships online um so yeah that's terra nova <laughs> um yeah i'm looking at it and i actually might want to try out the the demo of the game because yeah, from sure. your description and like the graphics it looks kind of like up my alley and it could be or it could be like nope nope not touching it after the demo part I think I'm gonna give it like a fair shot. They're very um, they're like young young girls obsessed with Japan, basically, right? Like it's like that cultural age. So you know, oh, one I of them see. lives in Japan, right? She's like trying to be a model there and stuff. But it's just very um, it's very sweet, I think, and I, I think the art's really uh, really well done. And um, yeah, it just feels like you're getting a glimpse into a life and a world that you're like that I would never have been able to have seen, right? But that is. Uh, pretty nice so anyway if you were a teenager in the early 2000s probably want to pick this up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i was not but hey i was in the late 2000s um so uh rick jack move great yeah i not what i expected but great (laughs) yeah it, it, it was interesting that it felt um almost like alpha dream made a non mario RPG, yeah, right. Yeah. Not not necessarily in terms of it really being active when it happened, but in terms of the vibe, in terms of traversing the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say the art for this was really, really lovely. It's very good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, it's, oh, there we are. Okay, so in my notes, I called it fucking amazeballs, um, <laughs> and that's all I wrote. But I did have a wonderful time with it. I felt like the combat um, was really well pitched. It's got um, random encounters, but I do like when games that do that, and Action Odyssey's always been good for this as well, have a threat meter 
So you always yeah. have an idea of how close that random encounter is to, to triggering. Um, I like the way that they integrated tech into sort of the moveset. Um, it's a very sort of cyberpunky setup. And I, yeah. the one maybe minor drawback is some of the dialogue was a little bit cringe. Yeah, I didn't like, notice that. They I threw was... out some like Hackerman sort of terminology that just felt a little bit trite, but everything other than that felt really, really promising. Um, this is one I'll definitely be checking out when it comes out. I'm imagining, based on what you said there, that you kind of feel maybe the same. I do, yeah. You know, it's interesting because I actually thought when I was looking at it, I, I actually thought it was going to be kind of like the Mega Man Battle Network style. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Even yeah. looking at it, I was like, and so I was like, initially I was a little <clears> like, oh, dang it. But then as they started to reveal the battle system to me, I was like, oh, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> so I'm like, mm. like, they're at least doing interesting things with it. And the fact that you can like load circuits and like load different um, like items while you're playing. And like, it kind of has the Legends Arceus, like the turn order concept where you can like push more turns for yourself. I'm like, I can see this game getting really like interesting and intense as you go along and so mm-hmm. i'm certainly intrigued i think maybe this is a game i want to like this is definitely going to come to the switch at some point it's gotta like it's just so you imagine that. yeah it's so made for it um or get your shit on game pass because damn i could see this doing amazingly there <laughs> um but yeah super good i highly recommend people try it out it's supposed to come out this year i think so um, well, I think everything Next Fest theoretically comes out theoretically. within the next six months. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I remember um, playing Floppy Nights last time, and it's still not out. <laughs> yeah, I want that game. It's so good. Shade Night to come out. Yeah, yeah, right. I know, <laughs> and I understand. You know, COVID and everything. Like, it's it's, it's one of those things. And you know, when you're also an game dev is game dev. Like, things yeah. are always going to go wrong and move around. And exactly, I'd rather just have it when Jack it's good and ready. Around. Yeah, I still remember though. Floppy Night's still my wish list. That game's so good. Uh, okay, anyway, um, why don't I hit on another one here? I actually don't have much to say about the rest. I'm just gonna whack them out here quick because there's not much to say. Crystal Story: Dawn of Dusk is top-down game. I didn't just skip it. It's like, like it's kind of just I, I don't know. Controls never felt wasn't for me. Uh, I'll just put it that way. It just wasn't for me. Um, I think it's kind of interesting. People might really enjoy this one. Um, it's sort of like it's trying to emulate SNES RPGs, so like very clearly inspired by games like Earthbound and Undertale. Um, it has a lot of battles that are like that, where like, but it's weird. So like you, you have like action rpg combat like on the main world but then also sometimes you enter into rpg like earthbound um undertale style battles turn-based battles so there's kind of a mix there and i wasn't really sure how they were like um how they how they were supposed to kind of relate um yeah you know like i said i don't really want to talk like rough on a game like this because i'm like you know whatever it's a demo and like it's an indie game i don't know it might be a little different but for me personally i just found myself not all that moved by it and was just kind of like uh, i don't know this feels a little off to me um yeah so that that's what i got for crystal story dawn of dusk <laughs> but the art style is cool and pretty like like i said it's trying to be one of those SNES games it even has that like 
on you know the mode seven where you can like go up and like it'll like you can see the whole world like that shit that final fantasy would do it's got one of those things in there as well so it's very clearly inspired by that era um so if you love that era it could be fun but sometimes i find the issue is that games inspired by that era um often just pale in comparison to the games from that era right um and so sometimes you just feel like you're kind of playing a like this close but just off um game and that's what it felt like to me it was like oh it's so close to kind of being like that like a game from that time but something feel right um it's a shame because the art is truly beautiful for that one as well yeah i would i would recommend people just try it yourselves to see what you think on this one um because i do think that there is likely to be some that this really does resonate with one thing that is great about the game is they have a CRT filter option and it's actually wonderful. Like I really liked it. <laughs> it it mm. made it fuzzy, but like fuzzy in a way that was like really nice. Um, I think part of it was just some of the writing wasn't, um, wasn't hitting with me. It's like, you know, it's, it's kind of that like, um, Oh, remember earthbound member, um, undertale. They're so quirky. It's that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, other two, Dandy and Randy DX. I couldn't, I couldn't make the game work. I didn't know what I was doing wrong in it. Like, it's it's one of those top down, supposed to be kind of like a Game Boy game, right? But but obviously more advanced, um, puzzle hitting things, picking up stuff, throwing in little rabbit mascot. It's it's it, it's fine, you know what I mean. But it it's not gonna move. <laughs> Stop moving my needle out of the way, you know? I'm like, whatever, this is fine. But I got to a point where I was like, what am I supposed to do? And I was just like, well, if I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, so I'm done. I just I just bounced off because it's a demo. I don't got time for that. And the last one is Imp of the mm-hmm. Sun. Um, hmm. Interesting game. Uh, it's a Metroidvania where you're playing as like a co- cool setting too. It seems to be um, either a South or Central American like culture uh, culturally inspired i think it might actually be very specifically inspired it seems incan but i'm not sure i'll have to double check um what the inspiration is but um actually yeah, i don't even know if it actually says specifically what the inspiration is uh, the peruvian that's it okay peru okay there we go peruvian influence so that's really cool um it's just not always clear what you're supposed to do at first i was a little confused for a while and was like where am i going and then once i did figure it out i got i got stuck like i literally there was like a thing you're supposed to be able to go under and like i went and i crouched and i went under and then my character couldn't move anymore i was like huh Uh, i guess i'm done (laughs) yeah right i was like oh so artwork's beautiful uh interesting mechanics promising like that's what i will say for this like it is it is promising if technical stuff gets massaged out which i'm sure it could i think this will be a really interesting one to check out especially because you know interesting cultural influences not something you see every day um so i want it to do well i'm just not sure right now i think they need a little more time to polish some of that stuff um anyway that's me one of you what do you what do you what did you guys play well, uh, well um, Ali, you this. I think you've got a few less than me. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I got a couple 
uh, three games left. Two of them city builders and one of the, and one other game that is a little bit like Islanders. And the game, the name of this game is Replant, and it is very similar to Islanders because you have to like place uh, buildings in these like little hexagonal cells, and then you have to try to rack up the most the the bigger amount of points possible. But where this game fails, where Islanders succeeds is that Islanders has a little more strategy going on, while on this one it feels you are like more at the mercy of Aaron Jesus <laughs> and what types of buildings it decides to give you. Because, come on, like, do what? <laughs> Sorry, I just love that Aaron Jesus. That's good shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember where I hear it, but I love it. So you're going to hear me say it whenever Aaron Jesus attacks. But, Absolutely. um, on on this game, like you get an assortment of either random buildings or predefined buildings to put on your like little cells, but you cannot like choose between like two groups of buildings, like with islanders. So there isn't like, oh, maybe this path is more convenient because I have these kind of buildings already. So this other kind of building maybe give me more points. So the game looks pretty. You have to, like to cover, I guess. You, you have to like recover like visibility visibility of the map rather than just make uh just try to get like to a certain threshold to go to the like point threshold to go to a certain to the next level but I think it's leaving a little bit too much on islander's shadow that's what I gotta say um next up builders of a Egypt and this one in particular didn't like resonate with me too much because you you have to like build this civilization and make people like move in. And the thing is is that you can't really like control where people are working, or like it is difficult like to shift work from one place to another if you're you're like like where if your pillagers are already like doing one thing. So I didn't really like it, but it seems like it, it seems like a lot of people did on this team because it was like on top wish listed for city builders. But I didn't get it really. What I did get into is the Wandering Village. And on this game is another city builder, but you have to take care of both your population and the big reptile thing your population is living on top of. So they, they tell you like the world is dying and there's like a lot of toxicity on certain places and you find like this reptile thing and you set camp on top of the reptile thing. A little bit like on Xenoblade where you have the, like the titans and, and there's like people living on top of the titans. And the and you have to take care of your big reptile because if the big reptile dies then you you don't have a home anymore and you also have to manage your village and you have to be careful because if your big reptile like gets poisoned or gets then your plants and your trees get poisoned too and then your villagers will suffer because of it so you have like to or burn those poison uh, bushes and trees 
Nausicaa uh, the Valley style. And you have to like control that plague and clean that plague when it does happen. Um, so I died of poison, obviously, because I didn't realize that the um like the the like the poison department fighters poison fighter department were like supposed to work like in an area and not like the entire thing an entire reptile so i let my trees get infected and suddenly there were like 600 trees infected and i couldn't possibly like get rid of the infection faster than it was spreading so there went my village but i do i'm very interested on this one like if i have to say like my top three were dumb romantic a little to live and this game hmm. um rick take it away yeah. i've uh i've got a fair few left to jump through i'll be relatively quick with all of them so <clears throat> First of the rest for me is Neon White. Um, this is a game that was teased, I want to say, in the Nintendo Direct, first of all, a while back. Um, nevertheless, it's like a first-person parkour game, which is always up my alley. Um, got a bit of a unique mechanic in that you pick up... Um, they show them as cards, but essentially you pick up secondary weapons that have both a fire and like an ultimate ability. So... Um, the handgun, for example, you pick that up and it's got regular bullets, but also you can discard it to give you a, a single-use double jump. Um, and where pre-release stuff had sort of shown it to look a bit more roguelike-y, um, in execution in the demo, it feels like a... or it is a level-based sort of um, best time, best performance sort of situation. Uh, gotcha. I like that fit a little bit better. I think it it lends itself better to the setup that it's got there. Um, it's interesting seeing what tools it gives you. And there's already, even in the early levels, opportunities to sort of sequence break and, and cut sections of the map out and get better times that way. Um, in that sense, it looks really, really, really cool. Very excited to play more of that. It's probably one I'll jump into more or less on launch. Uh, I've liked the look of it ever since um, the first sort of trailers came out. Uh, next one for me is Kuzan City of Wolves. Uh, on my notes, I've put AKA Dogline Miami. <laughs> it is basic. It's basically like a poor man's Hotline Miami, um, albeit with much more overt story components. Some of which are in a demo done like in a graphic novel kind of format, where you press space to sort of progress from panel to panel. Could be really promising. Little bit unpolished. I've, I've written in my notes mm. a little stodgy. Lacking the fluidity or precision of Hotline Miami games, um, mm. but a solid base. Coming to early access first, which is always a bit of a mm, let's wait and see thing for me personally, uh, but it's one I'll be keeping an eye on because uh, I fucking love Hotline Miami and Hotline Miami 2. And if we're going to get something else that comes close to that, it's worth keeping an eye on for me. Um, Skeleton Crew, next up. Um, this was a 2D action platformer, very goofy kind of presentation um <laughs> clearly a little bit more light-hearted a little bit more breezy um there's like a character and ability swapping mechanic um but the setup seemed a little bit thin 
early doors um and the visual style was a little bit awkward it was all not chibi but you know that thing where you have like chibi art and it all feels like it's kind of paper crafted together not in a good way yeah alex and Tala are both nodding their head for the audience <laughs> at home kind of detracted a little bit for me i don't know if it really did enough to move the needle uh time will tell on that one but it certainly you know wasn't offensively bad in any way um one that again wasn't offensively bad in any way but just didn't work for me ultimately was the machine that breathes um love the concept it's about a um sentient ai that's sort of um released from its shackles in uh, a secluded environment that's got to work out what on earth's going on um the art is amazing it's almost like a higher res kind of monochrome game boy type thing but with mm. um like block color stuff sort of overlaying almost like the the blue and red of a 3d effect kind of thing i'm doing a really bad job of explaining this but hopefully it paints a picture um the problem is it's like a moody survival horror which is not a lot of horror lots and lots of survival oh yeah didn't really didn't really sort of butter my toast it wasn't quite happening um there's there's going to be a group of people for which this is amazing. I am not part of that group, unfortunately. Um, I am always, however, going to be a part of a group that's going to love a fun little sort of bite-sized platformer game, and that is Candela in a nutshell. Um, this is a like single-screen platformer kind of Ooh. thing. Um, the conceit is you have blue and red candles that you can pick up and place at will. Um, Different platforms react to the light in different ways, whether that's spikes disappearing, whether that's blocks appearing, um, other things being manipulated by that light. You also have blue, red, and purple. So there's puzzles where you need to sort of move blue and red candles in relation to each other to create purple light to do the same situation. Um, looks like the developers are going to get a lot of legs out of that, um, even in what I played of the demo. Um, there were lots of creative sort of setups with that. Very excited by it. It was captivating and, and fiendishly smart in its simplicity. Mm. Um, so that that probably was the standout surprise for me of the ones that I played because it, it the most sort of exceeded what I was expecting from it. Maybe even a little bit more than Jack Move. Um, nice. Final quickly, uh, Yumeiri is uh, a very weird sort of nuts streamlined rpg that i only played because i thought papa was going to be playing it as well uh so that was, i'm sorry that, rick it, Paolo. Actually, as of the time of recording it's out and it's very cheap it's like a five or your regional equivalent i'm not sure what to make of this one it's very much like a, a rogue like um in that you lose all your progress and start again from scratch each time um it's almost like a, a flip book RPG. So you've got to try and get to like the end of a run. Um, this game fucking despite, defies explanation. I'm trying for it and I'm, <laughs> and I'm really struggling. I looked at the, like just some pictures of it and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Like hand drawn kind of, I don't know. And you're fighting like peppers and carrots, like eating your greens and stuff like that. Um, it's all played through like a VR headset, like in the world. There's this VR pillow that you get into that someone posted you to, posted to you, and then you end up in a dream. And that dream is you like random fights. And then 
you know, oh, there's a slide. Do you want to try and slide down it? And you'll say yes. It's like, oh, you got too scared. Lose one HP. Or, oh, you did it. Gain one ego. Um, yeah. I. It was compelling in the moment. I couldn't really tell you why or how or what exactly went on. And that makes it a very strange one to talk about. Um, <clears throat> but it was interesting. Not interesting enough for me to pick up hmm. anytime soon. But it's inevitably going to be on sale for like 50% off or more. And at that point, I will probably jump in and give it another go. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel like I've adequately explained <laughs> this one. <laughs> it was good. But it was also dumb as all hell. But I kind of dug it. <laughs> Sorry, it's just super funny because like it's basically just like this game is game, <laughs> but, but barely not driven. game. Like, like, almost binary choice situations on every single step. It's yeah. it's interactive LSD fever trip, is what it is, and. I think that's a recommendation, maybe. Last game. Fishing Barrow DC. Hey, Rick, I'm sorry again. Do you know what, though? This one's fine, because very early on playing this demo, I was like, hang on, this was clearly a mobile game at some point in its life, based purely on the interface, which has, like, physical left and right buttons and a big red action button on the screen at all times. It's like... Well, this wasn't designed for, for something that has actual buttons. Um, lo and behold, I got on the Play Store and uh, it's free to play on mobile with like a £5 one-time purchase to get rid of all the adverts and the timed mechanic that's there to get you to spend a bit more money or wait and come back later. Um, based on the developer's other game on Steam, it's going to be like a tenner on Bear's Restaurant. Steam. So it's like yeah. twice the point. That's the one. Yeah. I know. I'm looking at um, this. I think I'm just going to get it on mobile because it actually looks fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It, 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 and the bit I played of it on PC, it was it was a blast. So I've downloaded it on mobile. I'm going to give it a spin there. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll probably yeah. end up paying for it there. But I, it, it's not the kind of game I want to play on PC anyway. I, I think it lends itself better to mobile, which no duh, that's where it started. Yeah, well, because I'm looking at it, I guess it's technically that game is like a bit of a sequel to one called Bears Restaurant. So as you've been, I've been like looking this up and I'm looking at everything and like the Bears Restaurant looks like it's like you're like running a restaurant in the afterlife or something. And uh, Fishing Paradiso is you fishing in heaven to try and get to heaven, heaven. There you go. Yeah. And it has like super high reviews um, on mobile. Like on mobile, there's like 34,000 and it's 4.8 um for bear's restaurant and like i'm sure the fishing one too anyway so i'm getting this on mobile so we'll talk about this next week <laughs> i was gonna say watch this thing <laughs> yeah right um i'm just discovering all of these like actually like small indie fun fucking mobile games now like that i clearly it's because it's so there's so many it's so fucking hard to find good ones right? like, the mobile market is shit but there is also great stuff to be found if you know where to look case in right? point in bento from like last year yeah, exactly. And then, like, it's also funny because then half the time you find out that, um, that like the games that you like are actually <laughs> like on Switch or something were just originally mobile games. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't realize that. Um, and it's a minefield because some are better on one, some are better on the other. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Dandara is a great example. You can get that on Switch, PS4, PC. It was mm-hmm. mobile first, and the control scheme is designed around being played on mobile. Now, it still plays really nicely on PC because they've adapted it to twin stick, but it, it's lovely on mobile. And I would almost say play it there instead. But it just depends from game to game. The other rub for me is I've got one of the folding phones. So you either have a slightly too narrow main screen or a sometimes not quite configured big screen. Uh, So it's it's a slight minefield in that regard. Almost every app deals with it perfectly in one orientation. So it's just an extra hurdle is all, but it's, it's a whole thing. I suppose what I want to finish on is check out Fishing Paradiso and maybe Bear's Restaurant on mobile. Yeah. <laughs> see what see what happens. They seem to have a lot. Um, yeah, they've got quite a few games on mobile. Just and they're all like extremely highly rated. Um, mm. So Odin Cat, I guess is what they're called. Maybe that's something if you do mobile gaming, someone to look into. I'm definitely checking them out. Let's play some fun games. Hmm. <laughs> And once you finish checking that out, check out this installment of How Long to, How long beat, to beat the game. Good game. I didn't join in on the first and... one so because of vacuums. <laughs> so I'm joining in this time. <laughs> and it's my week, and I fucking came prepared. This week oh, we yeah. are playing Ooh, Guacamele Super Turbo Championship Edition. Oh, I love Guacamele. Um, I keep oh. meaning to play Guacamelee 2 and I still haven't me too I know I don't know why I just don't feel very motivated to play the second one and I, I honestly can't tell you why that is like it's just oh me neither because I fucking loved the first one the first one was a great metroidvania with I know, a really right? fucking cool Mexican theme yeah but I don't know what it was there was just something like yeah something just didn't get me doing that um, Drinkbox have got a pretty good track record as well like I hated yeah. Um the the launch title they did for Vita, but Severed. Oh. Oh yeah. What a little sure. dungeon crawler. Beautiful. I don't think this is very long. Um even if it's a turbo edition. Like I'm gonna go nine hours, uh eleven hours, and fifteen hours. Could be totally wrong. Well, but I remember it being I was about fairly to eight, twelve, linear. fifteen. So Oh, okay, let's, yeah. Let's see just, how that goes. I just kinda remember it being linear, you know? But not super short, and I also remember there being yeah. quite a few collectibles, so I feel like that hundred's going to be a bit gross. Yeah. I have no idea what to go with, so and I'm going to probably go with eight hours and a half. <laughs> uh, I'm bringing the halves here. Eleven and a half. <laughs> the halves 11. do not need to be here. 11 hours and a half. Though if there were ever a game and that probably has half five. hours, it's probably this one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say 16 hours, 100 percent. Ooh. Okay. Well, Rick, shall we see? Drum roll, please. Yeah, we've all got that. So, main <laughs> seven hours. Okay. Main plus nine and a half hours. Completionist fifteen and a half hours. So we're all more or less bang nice. on. Um, when we finish recording Mm -hmm. i had an idea for what we do with this thing going forward so excellent listeners at home watch this space alex and paola watch this space much 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 sooner um Uh, but yeah 
because now it's me 173, Rick 163, Paolo 148. So we haven't changed in weeks. We've basically just been climbing up. <laughs> We've kind of perfected yep. this format and we need to shake it up. And I, I know, that's the issue. We've gotten pretty good at this now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's it for us this week. Um, we got a bunch of spoiler casts that we're planning that you'll hear someday eventually. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> it all just depends. Yeah, hopefully. It just depends on all our, all our schedules, you know how we are crazy times um but anyway thank you for tuning in again this week talk soon peace bye